0: Welcome back to episode 4 of season 3 of the St Cullens Podcast. In this episode we interviewed the great Irish women's soccer coach, Vera Pau. Vera talks to the lads about her excitement and experience after Ireland's big win against Scotland to qualify for the World Cup, her recent career highs and lows, and finally her very useful advice for teenagers like ourselves. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Anyways, uh, thanks for coming on to the podcast. It's an honour to have you to get the chance to talk to you on this year. Uh, also, huge congratulations on the Irish team uh, on qualifying for the World Cup. Uh, yeah. <coughs> Wait, so do you want to say something? Uh, yeah. Uh, could you, like, take us back to that uh, moment? Uh, how did it feel to beat Scotland and make history by qualifying for a World Cup? Oh, it was a lead-up since uh, two years ago, eh? Uh, we lost qualification against Ukraine and um, yeah, in the dressing room, everybody was crying because we were by far the best team. And we lost with an own goal from 13 yards and <laughs> and uh, we missed the penalty and uh, we hit the crossbar in the post and cleared off the line and one of those games. But because of that, we lost the qualification. So back then we said we are going to the World Cup, whatever happens, we are going to the World Cup. But then the draw came and we had Sweden and Finland in our group. So um, the determination of the players and the staff has been phenomenal. And together we were building and building and building to the outside world. We were, of course, um, not um, saying uh, what we felt deep down inside, but every every time we felt if we give our best, we have a chance. And if we grow every game, we have a chance. Um so when that moment finally came, uh, I don't know if you've seen the game, but we were <laughs> just busy with getting those gaps closed. And um, at halftime, it was 0-0. And we heard that Portugal had won 4-1 from Switzerland, which was a, a, a very unexpected uh, outcome of the game. Um, but that meant if we would win, that we would go straight to the World Cup. Um, so we said to each other 45 minutes it's only about one moment and keeping our goal um, clean so whatever happens everything you have that ball is not going in and we will get one chance and that chance needs to be a goal and that's exactly what happened so that last moment um there was a header just going white It was a 96 minute and it was six minutes of injury time so the ball Courtney uh, Brosnan gave a long ball, and I thought, this must be it. But then the final whistle, you would think, like, well, before the game, a win would bring us to New Zealand for a final tournament. Halfway the game, if we would win, we would go to the World Cup. And then the final whistle, like, suddenly we were in the World Cup. So it's just an amazing feeling, and especially after all we went through. Um, After all I went through myself personally this year, it was just something so special that I will never, never forget. That feeling is undescribable, indescribable. Nobody can can describe the feeling that I had at that moment. What led you to coaching the Irish women's football team? Ruth Doctor. <laughs> my uh, country fellow, he was the performance director. And it uh, took him 10 weeks to convince because I had complete other, div- uh, other uh, plans with my life. Um so I was helping finding somebody else. And then uh, after 10 weeks, uh, after he had tried several uh, several options, he came up with a name, which I will not know name, but I said, if you go with this person, then I do it myself. And then he said, well, let's can we have a talk? I said, I'm going on my holiday, so sorry. Uh, so he said, can we not meet halfway? <coughs> Where are you going? I said, well, I'm going to Switzerland. So it's a bit out of the But The next day at two o'clock, in Frankfurt, um, the president and the CEO came, uh, who doctor stayed away because he knows me. Um, so he he didn't know, know to conv- know how to convince me because he tried already for 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were chatting and we were after, it, it would have been a chat of an hour, but after four hours, we were already making the policy of the whole game in Ireland and from grassroots up to the national teams and the pathways and everything that we were discussing. And they were so honest about the problems within the FAI or the financial problems or the structural problems. So after that talk, my husband came down and uh, we had a meal together and and they had to catch the flight because they almost missed it. And my husband said, well, you go to sign. I said, no, 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 not yet, not yet. So he said, I see the twinkle in your eyes. You you just go to sign. I said, no, let's sleep over it. But the next morning I signed. So um, it's up to them. They did a tremendous job. Uh, What would you say is the proudest moment in your managing career so far? The proudest moment? Mm. This comes close, qualifying for the World Cup with a team that had never ever qualified for any tournament before. Um, And it's not just for for myself eh, because I'm, I'm in front of the camera, so I get all the praise but I have a staff that makes a difference Um, and players that go through walls for each other. Um, We back each other up, we support each other. And uh, when I came came in, the previous coaches like uh, Sue Ronan, uh, Noel King, uh, Colin Bell, they they had done such a tremendous job. So I was not starting from scratch. I was starting with a team that knew how to stop an opponent uh, but now had to get rid of the fear of failure and having the guts to um, uh, to to explore their qualities in in attacking sense. And together we managed. I think um, uh, we have the least yellow cards, although we were constantly under pressure. Um, the least, the the least, so the fewest uh, free kicks against. Um, we scored out of uh, set pieces the most. So, we were the most efficient team of the group, and we scored most goals against Georgia (laughs) and more than Sweden. So, um, it's just phenomenal what this team has done, and uh, that is due to 25 years of the Nice. You were the first female Dutch player to play professionally uh, (coughs) when you signed for the Italian Syriac club Medina in 1988. What was that experience like? Um, it was fantastic. I was the first player who could who could go full time, getting paid for my job, and I got paid uh, more than than a lot of players get paid now these days. And we're going back to eighty eight, so it was just a phenomenal time. I could uh, focus completely on playing, um, but as a professional, you have a lot of time, so I made sure to sure I, I learned the language very quickly. Um, every day I had private lessons, and uh, so. <laughs> It brought me into the team quickly. I could understand a lot already because um, I had Latin in my uh, at, at high school, um, and that is very close and similar to Italian. Um, so it was just fantastic. In my spare time, I coached uh, a girls' team, which was also very, very nice. And uh, training every day and performing and, and being um, uh, being judged on your performance um, that was the best thing ever because um in our country but back that time it was pure amateur like and if you would train more you were like showing off the, instead of that it was encouraged um, so with the national team we were just like uh, pioneers and and doing things that others didn't do um, and i think i broke I, I broke some barriers but it took 20 years before the next player dutch player went professional so that was a bit of shame and it was a gap of 20 years in between um but um for me myself it was absolutely amazing to experience that um did you enjoy school did I enjoy school yeah is that your question do I have to be honest or do I need to give a political answer (laughs) no I did not enjoy school um high school um when I went to the University of Physical Education, and after that to the Sports Institute. Um, that was the opposite. I enjoyed that so much because that was my um, uh, my heart. That was the direction I wanted to go. But I was a bit unlucky with the high school. I was on. Um, I was um, a public school. And back those uh, those years, <laughs> all the students that were dropping out of private schools had to be taken by public school. So I, and I was in the city center of uh, Utrecht, Um, so there was a lot of drugs abuse around me, um, and a lot of selfish behavior, a lot of uh, disrespectful behavior towards uh, uh, tutors, Um, and that was not me, that was not my education, so um, I, I had a few friends, but I did not enjoy the atmosphere. But I managed to uh, to go through it without uh, doubling a class. Um, every year I thought whatever happens, not another, another year to school. Um, so I managed to get through. And the moment I I graduated, I went to the University of Physical Education. Um, I just enjoyed every single minute of my education. Uh, do you have any advice <laughs> for teenagers that might want to go into the same career? Um, I would say get a mentor as quickly as you can. Um, I was lucky that I met my husband. Um, He was my former coach. Um, van Lingen, who is uh, an international, um, let's say, pioneer in changing the way football is uh, trained and coached. Um, He's worked at FIFA level, UEFA level. So I had my mentor close to me. But I think if you want to survive in the game, uh, you need somebody um, to whom you can reflect all your experiences and um, to grow a coach because it's often a very lonely position and often you do not get the support to grow yourself. Uh, and I think that is what's happening with a lot of coaches, uh, both uh, male and female coaches in the game, up to the highest level. Uh, Söder has been sacked yesterday from Ajax, uh, in the Netherlands, and I think if he would have had um, a, a high-level mentor just to reflect on the experiences, um, he probably could have foreseen things because it's a very unfair situation he's in. Um, <clears throat> but the result is that he's been, yeah, he, he's been put out of the, out of uh, Ajax, whereas um, it's been the players who didn't perform, not him. Uh, but that's the life of a coach, and uh, you need the support to not lose your confidence or your. Uh, absolute will to make something of, of your coaching career so that would be my biggest advice find somebody close to you with a lot of experience uh, that can help you to reflect on what you're experiencing coaching because it's a very lonely job by times if you could be remembered for one thing what would it be um respect i think that is my uh, biggest asset uh, you probably wouldn't uh, think that uh, reading uh, those US reports. That is why it makes it's making me so angry, because uh, respect is on behalf of everything. My first meeting with a new squad is always about respect towards each other, towards the opponents, towards the uh, public, towards the fans, towards referees. And I think the Irish team is showing that. We're always there for the little girls after the game, up to forty-five minutes to an hour after the game. We're always outside to be there for them. Uh, we're always open to the press. <laughs> The press can always approach us. Um, I'm going um, every time in Ireland. I'm going to grassroots clubs. I'm doing coach education Um, within the squad. We do not accept anything from each other to put to isolate a player or to if if a player gets intimidated by something. Um, It's I think if people remember me for respect and being on the barricades for respect towards each other. then uh, then I'll, I'll, I'll be very happy. Uh, you will not see a player in my team abusing a referee. You will not see a staff member jumping up and shouting over the pitch. You will not see players from the bench shouting. Um, and if they do out of emotion, I immediately react because I don't want that. Um, and you will always see players fighting for each other in my squad. So um, I think that that is what I would love to, uh, to be remembered of. What is the most important lesson you have learned in your career? Um, that is a very good question. My attitude is uh, always um, everything is possible until it shows to be impossible. Um, and within that, I've jumped into into jobs that everybody thought it was impossible. And I've showed every time that it was possible. Whether it was Scotland, the Netherlands, South Africa, and now Ireland. But, but I do regret that I did not go deeper into uh, the atmosphere within NWSL um, because I jumped on that uh, because I thought it would be fantastic to coach there um, and I should have I should have dived into the details of that league before signing in uh, signing um, because as soon as you sign you cannot go back anymore. And I'm not a person that quits. So I kept till the end and I, uh, on the early stage, I said already that I would not extend my contract because of the toxic atmosphere in my squad. Uh, Indeed, because of the disrespect towards each other, Uh, players who were intimidating each other, intimidating referees, intimidating staff, abusing staff, um, uh, abusing uh, the club. Uh, So I think that is the biggest lesson um, that I could give. Um, the, the challenge, uh, is can be very, very nice, but always dive into the details of where you go to. Um, and I've always done that, and that's the only time that I did not do it. Um, and that's also the only time that I regret signing the contract. Uh, in your opinion, what is the most important policy <laughs> trait or strength someone would need to work in? working with football. As a coach, you mean? Uh, in general. Uh, um, you first need to know the what. So you need to know um, what you're doing, whether it's a coach, whether it's an administrator, whether it's a referee, your task must be very clear and you have to study and gain experience and and, and hang above, above the content. So the what is very important. If you don't know the what, you better not start um, or you need a mentor to help you with that. Um, and then you have to be uh, resilient, I think. There's a lot coming over you. Yeah, you really need to be ready and um, prepared for things on social media, fans that is react are reacting on you. Um, and you need to be prepared for that to be able to enjoy all the warmth and all the love that you also get as a coach uh, or as a ref or as an administrator um, from your own environment, from your own team. Um, so I think um, if, if, if you know what um, and you keep your own personality to find how, um, you will always find a way to stay yourself um, and to, to be respectful for everybody around you. And by times to be silent and by times, if you have to answer to keep your own values up, because um, uh, if you don't know the what you you see that people could um, jump on to um, to actually act the same way to try to fire back, um, uh, because by times that is the, that's the most important and most difficult thing in coaching. So resilience, perseverance, um, and 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 making sure you're a lifelong student of the game. Uh, last question. <laughs> if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, in that in that time? Or now, if I would be 18 now? Or back when I was 18? Back when you were 18? Um. Yeah, then I need to, to give a very honest and open answer, I think. Um. You know what I've revealed this year, probably. I think that you've been reading about me um do you yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay so to my 8 year old self i would say that the moment something like that happened that i should not have gone with what was um at that moment not done and that is um speaking up um jumping in onto it to not accepting it um i've been carrying things with me for 30 years <laughs> and um to my my 18 year old self I would say now have the guts to do something about it and, and even though it would cost you a career it would cost your life if you don't do it so that is what I would have said to my 18 year old self Thanks 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 so much Vera uh, We wish you the best of luck in Australia in the summer and we'll be <laughs> Wow what a great interview with the great Vera Pau Best of luck to the girls in the summer with the World Cup from everyone from St. Coleman's College from Oi. We will be shouting for you all. Tune in next week for another exciting guest.